try to hold me down But I'm still screaming out I'm still screaming out You try to silence my voice You try to hold me down But I'm still screaming out You better Hey, what's up, guys? It's Andy Munoz of the RSL Show, and today we bring you a special episode uh, featuring our friend Tommy Green, who represents I Run Against Traffic, a nonprofit organization uh, set up to battle the crime that is human trafficking, child trafficking. Um, The band that you heard in the beginning is his band. Uh, He's a friend of the podcast. He's also a friend of Josh's. Uh, We had Tommy on... It was 2018, and at that time, to raise awareness, he already had his uh, nonprofit set up, just kind of you know going with the motions of of being a new nonprofit and bringing uh, you know basically like eyes and and kind of marketing it and um, showing everybody what this was about. He actually thought it'd be a good idea uh, to run the entire length of the state of Utah. That's top to bottom utah not salt lake city to like west jordan or whatever the man ran on on two feet from the top of utah to the bottom of utah and he raised awareness and now what they're doing is they're kind of raising more awareness not by getting other people to you know commit to running the entire state uh but basically you know doing 5ks or doing like flash mob runs um you know, donating. Uh, it sounds like he's got partnerships with social media apps in the Valley, uh, where if you just download an app, uh, you know, you contribute a dollar to a fund where they've committed, you know, up to a, about a hundred thousand dollars to battle, uh, human trafficking. And the way that it all started just for some context, if you didn't listen to the first episode in 2018, a young girl, uh, who was, I believe, 15 years old, would listen to Sleeping Giant, messaged them directly, and Tommy got the message. And um, it was kind of like an outreach for help, like saying, hey, your music helps me through this. And um, soon enough, Tommy and his wife found out that this girl was being human trafficked. And um, Tommy's going to talk a little bit more about this uh, in this upcoming interview. Um, full transparency. There's no soccer talk. There's no club rumors, nothing like that. So, uh, we're just going to give him this time to basically come back as a friend and give him our platform for the next 30, 35 minutes, uh, just to basically raise awareness. This is something that's happening in, in Utah. Uh, he mentions that, you know, the high school where his children went to at the time, or maybe still go, uh, there are even human trafficking, uh, cases there. So uh, thank you guys so much. We, 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 we love to share this stuff. Um, these conversations every now and then, because we like to think that, well, we know it's not even a thought. We know that the rail Salt Lake family gets behind great causes. And we know that there are people within our community who would want to get involved and would like to help out Tommy and um, there's just some great information in this podcast. So I will sign off. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the RSL show. Uh, we love you guys. Happy holidays, by the way. And we will be back with hopefully some really cool news. All right, guys, take it easy. 
Tommy Green of I Run Against Traffic. You can find them at irunagainsttraffic.com. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Andy Munoz from the RSL Show. Uh, we've got Joshua Clark here with us. Josh, say what's up. Hey, what's up, everybody? And uh, we have a special guest on the show um, here to talk about a really, really cool cause. Also give us an update on uh, from the last go-around. You guys may not remember, but back in 2018, 2019, we had Tommy Green. This guy was running for a good cause, and he was basically doing like what was across state. Yeah, I ran from the top of Utah to the bottom. Okay, that's just insane. Um, so, <laughs> so clearly, like you know, cool things have happened here within the RSL show, and cool things have happened on your side as well too. Uh, but we wanted to invite you back because um, not only are you here to kind of share the growth from that, but it sounds like you're prepping uh, to do that once again. Is that right, Tommy? We're gonna do a whole bunch of uh, community runs. I don't know if I'm gonna run across the state again because I just broke myself. But we want tons of crazy people to get involved, and uh, there's a couple, there's a couple Utah-based initiatives that we're super excited about. So, very cool, man. So, let's kind of back it up. Like I remember from the first episode, you had a very, very cool story. Um, you know, one one that we may have not wanted to end a certain way, but um, tell us just kind of how you started. Is it fair to call it like an organization? Um, how, how did this like story come to light and, and, and how did it come to be? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so um, my wife, Chrissy, and I were contacted in like 2015 by a young kid that was at risk. And we got them, essentially, we didn't know what else to do. Sort of a stranger, the internet. I didn't know what was real. Couldn't really tell what was going on. And um, I'm from the generation of like the internet is not real. So I'm like very like, okay, is this even like a real thing or someone trying to like, you know, make this stuff up. And unfortunately this kid was going through like horrific times. She got put in a, essentially like an orphanage. And then at a certain point in time, one of her family members showed up with another man posing as a lawyer and they kidnapped her out of the orphanage and essentially sold her into um, sex work. She was found three days later with like, you know, 12 or 14 other little other teenagers in the back of this bar. And so that went really quickly in our world from like a, just trying to do something cool for a kid that was at risk and their life was kind of blowing up just teenage stuff. And you weren't sure like what was going on to all of a sudden it, it took a really dark turn. And we realized that we were being introduced in some ways by this experience into the the global crime known as human trafficking. And so we watched a teenage kid go from normal life, family affluence to broken home, orphanage trafficking victim um, over a period of months. And so we were attempting to sort of like bring her to our family and even adopt her if that's what was going to be necessary because of what was going on. And um, unfortunately, because of some of the circumstances that happen in long-term aftercare, there was additional assault and all sorts of abuse that happened to this kid. And um, unfortunately she passed away in, uh, in 2016. And so we were sort of left uh, with this kind of grief, like grief story, not really sure what to do before she died. She had told me um, you have to keep sharing because there's many more like me. 
And I, I didn't really know where to put that. And I was too sort of traumatized at the time to really do much with it. And uh, I was in a band and that's kind of how I you know, was contacted. I had a YouTube channel because of the band that I was in. And so I would run when we were on tour and, and I wasn't good at it. I did the Salt Lake Marathon once and, but I would run, it was like my own thing. And so about a year later I was running and uh, just knew I had a friend that did some intrepidly crazy things. He skateboarded across Nebraska to build a community center for a bunch of skate kids. And so I called, I, I just came to me almost in waves. Like I'm going to run across the state of Utah. I'm going to hey, talk um, about this kid. Let me interrupt yeah. you right there. Um, you, I think your head, headset's clicking on, it's hitting on your thing. Let's, Ooh. let's just, let's just pull them out for now. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Just so it's not like doing all that. I don't want to, I don't want to just, yeah, I don't want to distract. Oh, you yeah, you're fine. Whatever you guys need. Where do you want right. me to go back from? Nebraska. Yeah, just start with ne- Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah. yeah. So I had a friend that skateboarded across the state of Nebraska to raise money for a skate park for kids that were at risk. And so I knew I had this percolating in my head, and I was just on a run. And it had been a little while since I'd thought, actually, of this, like, precious little person. And so I was running, and it almost hit me, like, in waves, like – I'm going to run across the state of Utah. I'm going to talk about this kid at schools because she was a teenager. And I was blown away at how fast a teenager's life with a normal kind of upbringing, how fast it went from like normal to horrible. And then, you know, just wanted to write it down. And uh, it was, I'm going to write, write down in a book. We're going to rescue a bunch of kids. And that was just my thought. And uh, so I decided to run across the state and I just picked like fall in Utah, I figured that would be okay. So just said, I'm going to run across Utah in October of 2018, which is about a year away. And so I started training and, um, yeah, just that through a weird, the weird set of circumstances, uh, was just kind of trying to tell this person's story, trying to gain attention. Um, so that my wife, uh, Chrissy, who's just a total gangster, uh, if it wasn't for her, I would have bowed out because it was so outlandish what was happening. I was like, this, there's no way this is real. And, you know, typical guy stuff, just like, you know, shame and embarrassment. Like, I don't want to be a part of it. Like, this is so weird. And, and, you know, sometimes it takes like the heart of like a mom. And so my wife was just like, if we're getting made fun of, I can live with that. But if this is a real story and we give up, I will not be able to live with myself. And so it was Chrissy's story to me. And so I just wanted to run to get attention because my wife is much smarter and much quieter than me. So I just thought I'll get attention. And then Chrissy can tell this story. And in the midst of the training, we got an email from a second survivor from that bar. And it was insane because we've already felt crazy. And then we got this email and it was like, Hey, uh, this girl gave me your email on a scrap of paper. And she said, if I was ever in trouble that I could essentially call her mom which was Chrissy. And so I'm reaching out to you for help. And she filled in the story of what had happened over the three days that this uh, girl was at this brothel before all of them were taken out by the police and just filled in all the gaps. And we went from feeling crazy to just like, Oh my gosh, this was a real thing that happened. And then we had a second girl that was actually pregnant with twins at this point, still addicted, still dealing with her own stuff, trying to make her way. And so the birth of run against traffic, which is our nonprofit, was you can take people out of these circumstances, but in our experience, without proper long-term aftercare, everything goes haywire um, because you're trying to put 
fractured lives back together again. And so that's kind of the birth of what became a, a nonprofit group that we started in Utah. Um, I did the run, it was 430 miles. And that was kind of kicking off this, uh, this event like kicked off our organization and the goal was to run a marathon a day for two weeks. And I broke myself in half a little bit. And so took a few extra days cause I couldn't really walk. And then, uh, you know, we finished it out. So that was kind of, uh, when I first met you guys, you know, I was so grateful that you guys took the time to just give me a space to share. And that was 2018. And so that was before the run. Um, that was before I think even I got contacted by this other girl. And so, um, a lot has happened since then, but that was, that was part of why I was like anyone that kind of helped spread the message back then. I just wanted to reconnect and say, can I give you guys an update? So I just, I'm so appreciative of you guys making space for this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, uh, we, we were saying this before the broadcast had started or not broadcast, but the show had started is that I know a lot of real Salt Lake fans like to get behind causes that will truly make a difference and in this case where it's you know human trafficking or even take it a step lower perhaps child trafficking right Mm -hmm. um you had uh you had like you know really cool momentum and you had a cool story and you had a cool uh purpose back you know even you know 2018 when we first met you and it was it was a show that resonated with a lot of listeners at that time um i remember people on social media just trying to you know, reach out and, and kind of yep. see when, when the run was going to begin. What do you feel like, you know, over the past two to three years, what, what do you feel like your um, nonprofit has maybe achieved in that time frame? Or like, what do you hope to achieve by, you know, continuing runs like this? I mean, I know, I know, A, the most important part is uh, getting the awareness, which when you say <laughs> I ran top to bottom, Utah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that catches your attention, right? Sure. Yes. And, um, and it's admirable because, you know, your story touched people like Josh, you know, Josh, uh, came to us the first time he's coming to us the second time and saying, Hey, like, dude, we got to get Tommy back on. Thank um, you, you got it. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, and, uh, so I'll leave that question up there for you, Tommy. Like, you know, what have you accomplished and what do you hope to accomplish? But Josh, yeah. like, what was it about the story or like just kind of hearing about Tommy's experience that wanted to get you on the first, like get him on the first time, but then also have him come back? Uh, mostly because I think, you know, and where we live and whatnot, it, it doesn't seem like it's a real thing. You hear about it, but you kind of just brush it off like that doesn't happen here. So to know someone that it happened to, not directly, but indirectly, right, that experienced it, it was kind of a a wake-up call, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how, how it definitely hit me because, you know, you don't think about those kind of things around here unless you know someone that's happened to. So yeah, just made it a little more real. Yeah, I, and to speak to that too, Josh, like I remember – when we, one thing I will say in Utah's favor, just for people that actually care about this, because it's such a big issue that sometimes it just feels like that was part of why we exist is how do you take something that's so big that, that feels like it's so pervasive. And it's also really a weird thing because it also involves people there. And I'm saying this just honestly, right? Like people, their desire for connection, sexuality, it, it touches people on like a deep level. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard place to say, 
let's look at this. Hey, you know, could, could anybody that, you know, be affected by this? It's like, man, that's a, that's very personal. And I think that's why it's weird, but it's also such a pervasive crime that it feels as big. And this is, and this is not to make light of anything, but it feels as big as like cancer, like how are we going to cure? And so for me, my thought was, um, when you meet a bully, (laughs) you bully back. Like, I don't, I, it's like at a certain point, you don't have to be big, but like stand up, right? Mm -hmm. Like do something. And if you've got some friends that are serious, you can put some bullies running like quick. And so my thought was, how do I get that? How do I turn this into a like 8 billion on one beating? Like, how do we go to war to put this thing in a museum how do we get people involved? And so the initial vision of Run Against Traffic was we wanted to provide for human trafficking fighter people what like Lance Armstrong's foundation did for cancer research. So we wanted to use community, sport, personal challenges. Um, we wanted to, to mobilize everyday people and create a foundation that would just get money and resources to the good guys for as long as it takes. And it's way bigger than us. It's way bigger than one state. But in Utah's favor, there's a lot of like collaboration between state agencies, like federal agencies, the attorney general's office, like all these, there's a lot of people trying to work together on it. And so in that, in one of those meetings, I was sitting with a handful of these people. And one of the caseworkers said, uh, my oldest daughter was like 15 or 16 at the time. And I have, I have three daughters and one son. Um, so I have kids. And so I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that this is a problem that is going to be pervasive in my children's future, regardless, like whether I like it or not, this is something they're going to need to deal with. Um, and so I, a caseworker said, what school does your daughter go to? And it was a Salt Lake city high school. And I said the name and she said, yeah, I have four open files on kids that have been trafficked at your daughter's high school. Jeez. And so it looks different in America than some of the other parts of the world. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you go to Asia, if you go to different parts of Africa, you go to like different parts of the world, South and Central America, you could go to a bar and there's just women out front. And it's just, it's almost cultural. Like people can see it. That's what it is. In America, it's just a little different. And it could be a family member that is so broke that they put one of their kids out on the street for the day and bring them home at night. So it's, it crosses a lot of very interesting problems poverty, uh, um, need, uh, socioeconomic pressure, like family dynamics, addiction. And so if you're 15, you're like a poor little kid, but if your boyfriend gets you hooked on pills at 15 and then 24 months later, you get stopped by the cops at 17 and a half, you're just a prostitute. It's criminal. And you go to jail. So like it crosses a lot of lines locally where we're trying to figure out how do we address this for America? And that was our passion was if we rescued, quote unquote, all the people out of trafficking tomorrow in America, there's not enough places for them to go. And so long term aftercare was the thing that we want to help provide for because there's amazing people kicking in doors or doing whatever they can to like recover people. But for me, we were affected once they came out, everything fell apart again. And so without the right circle of care. And without all of us jumping in, I I don't think we are going to have the success that we could have. And so in our opinion, it was just like, I know that people run, I know running teams 
make millions and millions of dollars in charity every year at marathons all over the country. Let's create something like that for this problem, um, for the sake of our kids. And, and, and I say that too, because as a dude, that's, you know, a family, like I also, it's up to me also to be open, connected with my wife, connected with my children, honest about what's going on with me, not living in the same, like, shame around sexuality. I mean, like, this is like big deal stuff. So it gets to people's hearts. That might be why it's kind of hard sometimes, but it's happening here and it's happening in every state in America. Um, and so it's important that Americans get involved <laughs> and we just wanted it to, we wanted to make the barrier to entry really low. Like put on your running shoes, join our team, track your miles on Strava. And for every mile you walk, it's like one big American walkathon. And, and we were going to partner with the marketplace to basically it's the eternal walkathon. And for all the miles we put in, we want the marketplace to send money so that we can actually vet and get it to the best people possible. So that was kind of the goal of running against traffic. I hope that's helpful for America. That's it's, it's for here because it's happening here. Yeah, no, it absolutely does make sense. Um, and it is, it, it is weird because um, in the sense, like, you know how you just mentioned it's it's a prevalent problem, but mm-hmm. what's the easy route, right? Just hearing about it and then just not really doing anything about it, or yes. or for for a second you're like, oh well, that's sad, okay, and then you move on to the next topic, right? Yeah. Um. So how can people like you know, like let's say like me or Josh, like mm-hmm. okay, you, look at us, we're not runners. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's say you guys look yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You're in great let's shape. Say, let's say we we do want to run and we you know go get involved. There's you know we pay entrance fees and you know maybe do a donation, go run. Mm-hmm. Um, where can we find uh, information like this to get involved? Or like let's say if we're not runners, but we we like to donate um, money, resources, time. Sure. I mean, just anything. Yeah. Like where where can that be found? Yeah. So it's irunagainsttraffic.com is our site. irunagainsttraffic.com. That's the easiest way. The, the campaign that we've, we were just recently approached by a Utah based um, tech company that just launched. And this is interesting because I, on my big run, I got like midway through and a couple showed up on the side of the road with like snacks and, the, and my support vehicle, I had my homie is a, a one of the owners of the owner of Mercedes Benz uh, in Farmington. And so they gave us a couple support vehicles. So I'm like, you know, trudging along and I get a call from our support crew in the front. And they said, there's this couple here and they brought snacks and um, they just wanted to help. And, and just so people understand, like real people, real process, like I'm in the middle of trying to make a difference and do the right thing. And, you know, all this stuff in 2018. Uh, personally, my, my little brother just died really suddenly. And then my, we, that started a process where my wife's mom passed away within months of that. And then we ended up having four miscarriages over the next two years. And so like we got hammered by life. Right. But my brother had died and he Connor green forever is a legend forever. And so this couple knew my brother. And they showed up on the side of the road and they just wanted to like support me somehow that ended up becoming um, a really cool relationship and friendship to me and Chrissy. And on that run, um, her husband actually ran with me for a day and just was like, I want to help you somehow. And I was like, man, I, you know, thanks dude. Like, that's awesome. So then years later, 
as we're just hanging out in friendship and just like our kids are the similar ages. So we're just like broing down. And he's like, Hey man, I'm a part of an ownership group of a new company that's here in Utah. And I, I'll tell you more details down the road, but um, we've already decided as a company that we are going to give to run against traffic. And I was like, Whoa, for real. And he's like, yeah. I was like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, nothing yet. You know, I'll tell you when we get closer. And so I signed, you know, NDA, like did all this stuff months before. And, and then he's like, okay, here's what it is. It's a brand new social media platform. And we're going head to head with all these other big guys. Cause everyone's really sick and tired of the current climate and we're going to do it differently. And I was like, okay. And he's like, uh, if you, it, so we're going to do this and we just want you to know that you're like our very first charity that we're going to partner with. And I was like, tight. And so the social media app is called pivot P Y V O T T. And uh, they came to me like a month ago and just said, we did a soft launch in September. We're live. We're on the app store. Um, got like, you know, I don't know, tens of thousands of users right now. And we're just like building it out. And it's been really cool because it feels independent of some of the other crap. And that's awesome. But he said, basically, here's what's going to go on from December 1st through January 11th. Every single download of Pivot, which is free, every single download on the App Store, we're going to donate a dollar to your foundation. And so right now, if you're not a runner or you don't want to go outside <laughs> the squall of snow or like, you know, COVID <laughs> camp part snow five, it's like, I get it. Like the easiest thing that you could do right now is go to the App Store and download an app on your phone and then tell your friends to do it too. And for every free download to all of your friends that equals money going into the fight against trafficking, but the fight for rehabilitation and restoration of people coming out of trafficking. So if you want to help us, please download the app for free. That's the easiest way to do it. And then if you want to do more, hit us up on our runagainsttraffic.com or message us and we're happy to do stuff. But right now the big call to action is we want to make a splash and um, it, it'd be really cool. I think I raised about 50 grand on the big run it would be really cool to get to a hundred thousand downloads and double the money I made on one big run. Just people put something on their phone that they're going to do anyway. So that's my big thing right now is if, if we, if I can make that request to everyone, all the RSL nation, everybody that's following it, anyone that's ever going to hear this, all the KSL, everybody, if you just yeah. download a free app, you're helping us. And pivot is essentially committed to give up to a hundred thousand dollars to our wow. organization. Um, and so that's been really exciting. So that was part of why I was reaching out was like, we got beat up when we started to do good. And then the whole yeah. world got locked down. We couldn't do runs. We're doing digital runs. Like it was so wild. It felt like, man, we're trying to do the right thing. And we just got the wind kicked out of us. And this is why it's important. When COVID hit, trafficking and predatory behavior skyrocketed online. Um, social workers, school administrators, they couldn't do home visits. Everyone was locked down. So people that were in dangerous situations stayed in dangerous situations and there wasn't a way to get to them. So the wow. predatory behavior went to like 60% was happening on Facebook. 18% was happening on like Instagram and like 12% was happening on uh, TikTok or Snapchat. So it was like trafficking went digital a bit. And all of a sudden, this opportunity to partner with a new social media platform and actually take a stand happened at the same time. So it just felt like, oh, man, OK, maybe we can still you know, make a real difference here. And so that's part of why I'm so pumped about how it worked is because if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, this was going to take 50 years to get a team of 500 people running marathons and it might have earned us some money. 
now we've got a, a social media company, a tech company committed to partnering with our organization and funding the fight. So it's like, we did it. So now we just need to get people onto the platform and build out this amazing new experience and really shake up these other dudes that I don't think necessarily care. I don't think they're actually interested. And so I got beef with them and I don't mind. So come to pivot and forget this. (laughs) Like vanilla ice from cool as ice, you know, drop those zeros and get with the heroes. You know what I'm saying? That's, there it is. <laughs> That's the one, man. Now we know what you were listening to on your run. That's for sure. I wasn't, right? It wasn't. No, it was so much yeah. gangster rap. And I would get done after like a three hour block and feel like, yo, I'm dangerous. Like I'm in Dude. the streets, but I was yeah. not, I was not in the streets. I'm, I've I'm listened not. to, you know, there's, you know, there's so many like running, uh, I guess like triathlon people, right. That just like, you get over that first hump and then you just keep going and just kind of like you hit like automatic. Here's an auto Mm -hmm. mode. Do you feel like you hit those? Uh, like where, what was the toughest, you know, you're running the whole state. Where did you, I want to know two things. When did you hit the mental block? And when did you hit like a physical block, like mental block, like saying, man, I can't do this. Did you ever think that at all? Can I say, I'm going to say this and it's only because of my motivation. Yeah. I, I called the run suffer camp and I was like, I'm going to suffer camp because if I can do this, I could look at anyone from anywhere and say, I, I just, I ran and walked, I ran across the state. Could you do a 5k? Could you, could you do anything? Cause then I, I'm asking, like, I'm not asking you to do something I haven't done. Like I know the pain of it. There failure like not completing it was it never entered it it was not an option after what we'd experienced mentally i was like this is going to happen if i have to like die getting there i will crawl <laughs> i will do whatever i need to but i cannot not do this yeah. um it's too important and people that i didn't even know showed up it's gonna like totally break my heart <clears throat> people i didn't know showed up and helped me like no, no, no. There's like too much riding on this. Like this is a, it's not going to stop, but <laughs> I got like three days in and it started raining and I just was like running, not thinking about it. And by the end of the day, I had so many blisters from like the front of my foot to the back on both Oof. sides. So then I was like trying to run around them and it, yeah. it locked up my whole left side. So by like day five or six, I got like 17, 18 miles in and then my, my whole body just like locked up and I had to go to this doctor. He did these like needles and like take me up and it was all crazy. And he's like, can you take a day off? And I'm like, no. And so he's like, okay, go home and rest. And then let me know what happens tomorrow. So, or no, the first day I just locked up, he tried to retape it and did some massage. The next day I got like eight miles in and it just locked up again. And I was like, no. So Chrissy drove me back into the city and that's when he did the like dry needling with all the shocks and all that stuff and then retaped it. And he's like, you cannot run anymore. And I'm like, I'm going to need you to film that because I'm not stopping unless, you know, so, so I'm like filming the, the Dr. Fletcher. Like, <laughs> you have to say it. And so he's like, don't run anymore. So I went home, I rested for the rest of that day, which that's mm-hmm. why it put me a couple days behind because then for the next little while I would, I would shuffle or I would walk. And it took like, it was 30 miles a day. So it was like, it was a 10 to 11 hour, you know, wow. walk shuffle for some time. So physically I was really screwed. I like really did not do well. Um, yeah. but not finishing after what I'd seen these, this teenager 
was there for three days in a brothel, assaulted multiple times, um, every single night, multiple, multiple times. And what we found out from one of the other survivors was that every single night she would go through that brothel and she would encourage the other girls. And she was like 15 years old. And she was like, it's going to be okay. And she was like, encouraging, like she was a G and I was like, Holy smokes. Like this kid was like unbreakable somehow. I don't know how she did that. And so yeah. that for me was like looking at American kids going through trial and trauma and going, I know how hard it is. We are super strong and you're strong and you can make it. Think about what this girl went through. And you know what I mean? Like, it was like, that's why I don't like trafficking is because I think that we've got something really indestructible in our soul. And that's why we start again. That's why when we fail, we get back up. That's why we try to love people when we've been hurt. We want to like be renewable. We want to start over and trafficking takes human beings and turns them into a commodity and uses that mechanism against us. And we become renewable for all the wrong reasons. And so that's why I hate it is it takes hope and it flips it in on itself. And so for me, the idea of stopping or not finishing was like, no, I don't think it ever really hit me. I cried a bit. I was like really in pain, but going home or not doing it was like, this was, this was it. This is what I needed to do. So it's but amazing. I'm not hard. Like, I asked David Goggins, like I messaged David Goggins. I was like, Hey man, you want to run across Utah with me? You know, I was, like trying to get people to like do stuff. And he's like, yo, I'm already committed, you know, but stay yeah. hard. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, like, yeah. I don't know how to do that. I'm, sorry. I'm a big softy. I'm crying right now. As I talk to you, like, I don't know how right. to do that. No. So anyways, so, yeah, I didn't. It, I didn't it's yeah, no, it's an incredible story, man. Um, so two ways to help. I run against traffic.com or they could just easily, easily download the latest social media platform. Um, remind us. Yeah, yes. Thank you, bro. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and, and we're going to be happy to, you know, to share that on uh, the, the show. I mean, you've, oh, you've got our do. commitment. Yeah, yeah yes, we will. You. At the end of, at the end of our shows, we'll tag it just yeah, with man. our sponsors. Um, it's, it's something that we need to, um address and i think that you being the voice for it i think you've got you know not only like the the right story but you know the right mm -hmm. drive the right personality for it man so it's it's well, super inspiring um well anything i can do for the rsl nation or yeah. anything if we put a run through the night at a stadium anything we can do to like partner with them and bring attention or awareness these people are athletic we love i love sports you know it's so like any you know if people are down like we'll do whatever you know this is kind of for everyone so how can, how can people reach you directly, Tommy? Mm -hmm. If they, yeah. if, if somebody like, let's say at the club or somebody at some level was like, oh, wow, I, I really love this cause and I want to help mm -hmm. in any capacity, even if it's yep. like throwing like, you know, a free pair of shoes at you or something to go run in. Sure, um, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the best way to, uh, yeah. to get into contact with you? Yeah. I would say I run against traffic at Gmail. Just email me or you can message me. Um, I'm not as much on Facebook. Um, I, I am on IG right now for the next little while. And then I'm going to be pulling everything over to pivot. The home base for everything we're doing is going to be over there, but it's ta at Tommy runs pivot. So you can DM me, you can email me. Um, and again, Andy and Josh, thank you. Like for real, for real. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah not a problem. Absolutely, man. Well, well we want to keep, uh, we want to keep connected for the latest updates, the, the yep. latest events, man. So literally like text us give us a call let us know what's going on Absolutely. because if, if there is something that's upcoming um mm -hmm. we want people to know about it is there anything yep. 
anything of significance that you kind of want to get on the radar for like the listeners? Um, yeah, we're either going to do, up? we're going to do either a flash mob like run uh, just to get together and like celebrate this campaign. If we end February 11th, which was the original intention, it'll be early January, right? Like in a couple weeks, I think they're going to give us more time. So it might be the first couple weeks of February. So I will message you guys and say, Hey, flash mob 5k for this, just to celebrate what we did. Here's the location. And uh, the more the merrier. So if people want to come and just run for a little bit, say what's up. Um, I'll hug. I'm happy to hug people and say what's good and uh, have a good time. Absolutely. Well, Tommy, again, thanks, man. Uh, thanks, man, so much for your time. Again, guys, it's irunagainsttraffic.com. You can find Tommy Green on the mm-hmm. Pivot app. And, and while you're here, download the Pivot app, P-Y-V-O-T. Every, <laughs> single, every single application download is a dollar uh, yeah. to, to helping somebody, a child in need against uh, the, the evil that is human trafficking. And I mean, dude, a, a dollar could go, it could, it could be huge, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's my hope, it, man. It's going to take yeah. all of us. We're not doing it on our own, man. We need everybody to jump in. We can't do it alone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again, Tommy. We'll be in contact and uh, you got our word, man. We'll talk about the, the app at the end of the shows too. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. Muchas yeah, love. Cool, See you guys Thank later. You.